Today's scripture passage is John 18, 33 through 38. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you, handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So are you a king? Jesus answered, You ask that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is the truth? After he said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. This is the word of the Lord. Good job. Good morning. Welcome to uh, July 4th, Eve, Eve. Um, Maybe you have already started your July 4th. Uh, celebrations. I was driving home last night from downtown and saw fireworks off of the distance. Uh, Benderson Park, I think, had some fireworks going on, so maybe you were there. Maybe you'll be uh, over at the beach on Tuesday to celebrate July 4th there. Uh, So it's a great time to reflect upon um, our uh, common pursuit as being uh, American citizens, and also, more importantly, what does it mean for us to be followers of Jesus in the midst of that? So we're going to do a little something different today. We're going to, um, I'm going to share an open letter to Washington, and I'm going to share that letter with you. So as you listen in, perhaps you'll have the chance to wonder together about um, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus as well as Uh, a citizen of this great country. So to that end, let me pray for us. Let's pray. Thanks, O God, for um, your word. We're grateful for um, this text that reminds us that Jesus um, had interest in this issue. What does it mean to be of a kingdom? What does it mean to be a leader? What does it mean to have a mission for the people? So we pray that uh, you will help us to reflect upon this text, that you will allow these words of mine to point uh, not only to the word that uh, Rachel just read, but also to the word that was made flesh in Jesus the Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. So, an open letter to Washington. Dear friends in Washington, Be ye Democrat, Republican, Independent, Liberal, Conservative, Moderate, Black, White, Brown, etc., etc. I share this letter on July the 2nd, 2017. On this day, 154 years ago, approximately 100,000 American men met in the environs of a small town in Pennsylvania named Gettysburg. It was to be the second day of a three-day battle. July 2nd on its own would come to be marked as one of the costliest engagements in the Civil War. 100,000 Union and Confederate soldiers went to battle on that day, and one-fifth of them, 20,000, on that day alone would, be end up, would end up killed, wounded, captured, or missing. War is not glorious, nor is it to be glorified. 
War tears at the fabric of society, the fabric of the human soul, and the fabric of the human body. All things considered, war represents our failure as humans, not our success. Nevertheless, friends in Washington, the Battle of Gettysburg and the Civil War, of which it was a part, strangely was an effort to somehow preserve the essential fabric of the nation and more deeply the human community. Abraham Lincoln, five months later in dedicating the National Cemetery at Gettysburg, reminded those in attendance that the nation had been conceived in liberty and was dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal and that the war itself was at least was a test as to whether any nation so conceived and so dedicated could long endure. In other words, will the fabric of liberty and equality remain woven? Abraham Lincoln, of course, in writing his address, looked to the sacred text of Thomas Jefferson's declaration, penned four score and seven years before, on July the 4th. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The fireworks of this weekend celebrate the essential fabric of our national life and our human endeavor, that proposition that all are created equal and all are endowed with unalienable rights. We the people, so starts the preamble of our Constitution, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union to form a more perfect union. Gouverneur Morris, who penned those words, had his fingers on the nation's new pulse, the heartbeat of the human spirit, whose only sustainable rhythm is being united and not divided. It says as much in our national seal, the unfurled ribbon held fast in the eagle's beak containing the Latin e pluribus unum, out of many one, if only to reiterate what is etched in all our sacred texts from Jefferson to Morris to Lincoln, that the American endeavor is to unite all people, regardless of creed or color, in one tapestry woven into an indivisible fabric. It is this human yearning that gave us the nerve to receive the gift from our French brothers and sisters and place the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor and then mount inside her pedestal the immortal words of Emma Lazarus, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore, send these the homeless tempest toss to me. I lift my hand beside the golden door. Friends, in Washington, in the Hebrew scriptures, the prophet Jeremiah implores us to stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. Friends, in Washington, it is incumbent, we believe, upon those who are called to lead civilization's great institutions of freedom to ask for the ancient paths and to study the ancient texts so as to not forget what foundation upon which we seek to build, the fabric we wish to preserve. George Santayana reminds us that those who do not recall the past are condemned to repeat it. Well, perhaps the inverse is truer still. Those who do not recall the past, who do not study the ancient ways, the sacred texts, are condemned not to repeat them. Friends in Washington, we who seek to follow the Rabbi Jesus, the one we believe to be the incarnate Word of God, are reminded in our sacred text of that time when he was given audience in the halls of government, the Roman government, 
that time when Jesus stood before Pilate in the shadows of the great Roman eagle. Pilate endowed with the delegated powers of Caesar and Jesus endowed, as we believe, with the begotten nature of God. And there the two talked of kingdoms. My kingdom, Jesus said, is not of this world, for I have come to bear witness to the truth. And Pilate asked, what is truth? And the truth, as Jesus taught, was that the kingdom of heaven is in our midst. The kingdom of heaven is within our grasp. The kingdom of heaven is right before us. And this kingdom was seen in Jesus' mission to form a more perfect union of God's people. Love your neighbor. Love your enemy. Forgive 70 times 7. If your brother strikes you on the right cheek, offer him the left. If he sues you for your coat, give him your cloak as well. For my kingdom, Jesus says, is in the reconciliation of all peoples, a more perfect union. This, we believe, was Jesus' pursuit when he surrendered the throne of heaven, his equalities with God, and humbled himself, taking the form of a slave, and obediently sacrificing his very being for the sake of the reconciliation of his people, not just with God, but to each other. Our sacred text reminds us that we are one body and one spirit, and this is where we find the one kingdom. Friends in Washington, on this July 2nd, the reading of this letter precedes an invitation of this congregation to come to the Lord's table, the sacrament of Holy Communion, in which we will partake of Jesus' signs of sacrifice, and we will remember all of what he gave such that we might be invited to this banquet. And yet, as we approach this banquet, we are aware of how tempted we are to divide even among ourselves. The table of Christ is as open as we wish it to be, and we're mindful of who we hold back from this table, people of different color, different opinion, different lifestyle, different orientation, different cultures. We have ceased to ask for our own ancient paths. We have listened too little to our master's voice. We have, like lost sheep, chosen the paths of division and prejudice. And so it's with our own blemish, our own blindness to our own ancient ways, our vulnerability to not repeat our sacred paths that we humbly call out to the halls of government and invite our political leadership to join us as we seek to, in the words of the prophet Isaiah, reason together. For the kingdom of heaven is in our midst, not just around this table, but throughout the halls of Washington. What is truth, Pilate asked. Friends in Washington, let us reason together over this question. Let us together seek out the ancient paths and consider the ancient texts and wonder perhaps if the truth is found in the fabric of our human connection, the tapestry of our equality as children of God, the common pursuit of liberty and justice for all. Let us imagine that the truth is not in unbudging division and intractable partisanship and demeaning references and treatment of foes. We cannot tolerate this in ourselves. Time affords us no such luxury. Let us not repeat the mistake of proconsul Pilate who likely imagined that his Roman eagle would preside forever and that the wounded rabbi before him was destined for death. How could he have imagined that the eagle would someday collapse and fall and the rabbi would someday awake and ascend? 
American civilization will, of course, someday fall, friends in Washington, but let us not hasten its demise. Let us be about Lincoln's great dream of a long, enduring nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all are created equal. Let history record that we have rededicated ourselves to this mission that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. And we who come to this table must be the first to take up the charge. And we do so first with our confession that we, like the apostle long ago, are the chief of the sinners we have failed to ask for the ancient paths, and we have departed from the ways of our master. We have consciously and unconsciously kept our brothers and sisters from the liberty and justice of this table. So let us reason together, friends in Washington. Let us in our common humanity seek the kingdom that is in our midst. Let us like those men of Gettysburg and the rabbi of Nazareth not shrink from the sacrifice required to preserve the fabric that holds us together. That we, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, may set aside our petty differences and find in each other the kingdom of heaven, and with it, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So friends, we are, by God's good grace, welcome to this table. And we rejoice, don't we, that we live in a country where we can freely come to this table without fear of recrimination or harm. We rejoice to know that we get to be a part of the Church of Jesus Christ, the one who invites us to come and receive his great gifts of grace and love, his food of forgiveness and mercy. We rejoice to know that we don't have to bring our resumes. We don't have to bring a list of qualifications to come to this table. We come by virtue of Jesus' invitation. And Jesus' invitation is for all people to come to this table. So we invite you to come and receive this sacrament. We invite you to bring your hearts as broken as they may be, as full of doubt as they may be, as as wondering about where you may have been in the way of others coming to this table. We invite you nevertheless to come and to receive God's grace, to sense Jesus' presence, and to be filled by the Holy Spirit so that we might be empowered to go out into the world and be that reflection of Christ's light so that others may find that invitation is real for them, that they may come and find this great feast of the kingdom of heaven. So hear the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the same night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. When you eat of this, remember me. After supper, Jesus took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. When you drink this, remember me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you remember the Lord's death until he comes again, and he will come again. Let us pray. We bless you, O Lord, for your promised presence. We rejoice, O Lord, that you invite each and every one of us, no matter where we've come from, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, that you welcome us to this table, that we might find here acceptance, that we might find here one who loves us just as we are, that we might find here grace and forgiveness such that we can begin to live a new life. So receive us at this table, Lord, that we may know of your goodness, that we may know of your grace, that we may know that there is a God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We invite you to come forward. Uh, make your way over to the center aisle and come forward. There will be bread and juice available for all, and there will be also gluten-free bread in the middle for those of you who would wish to select that.
Would you pray with me? Merciful God, it is too easy to forget your gospel.